0: Hello and welcome to the Leading Line podcast. Um, Chris here. I hope you are doing well. This podcast is to talk about the Scotland squad announcement today from Shelley Kerr, the head of the European Championship qualifiers, not for 2020, but for 2021 against Albania and Finland. And I didn't want to do it alone, so of course I've got my good buddy, everybody's favourite, West End Tangerine, uh, Campbell Finlayson. How are you doing, Campbell?
1: Yeah, not bad at all, Chris. Good to be back.
0: Yeah, it's good to be back and talking about some actual... Factual football um, for a change. Um, so let's get straight into it. Um, I'm going to go through the squad. So uh, in goal, we will have the options of Lee Alexander, Jenna Fife, and Shannon Lynn. Um, in defence, Jen Beatty, Rachel Boyle, Rachel Corsi, Nicola Doherty, Hannah Godfrey, Sophie Howard, Emma Mitchell, Kirsty Smith. Uh, midfield options are Chloe Arthur, Leanne Creighton, Lucy Graham, Sam Kerr, Kim Little, Christine Murray, Caroline Weir, Lizzie Arnott, um, and up front options of Edin Cuthbert, Claire Emsley, Abby Grant, Kirsty Hanson, Jane Ross, and Martha Thomas. That's a lot of names, but there's a reason for a lot of names. Um, I think we can all probably guess what that is. Um, before me and Cam will get into it, I'm going to pass over to Shelley and she'll be sharing her initial thoughts on the squad.
2: You know, it's always difficult because we've got the depth now um, and the competitive environment is there for everyone to see, so it's always tough. Um, I think um, obviously there's unique circumstances as well so you could probably see we've added an extra two players and um, it's competitive but you know it's good to see Kim back in the squad it's good to see Jennifer back in the squad Chloe Arthur as well they were all missing from the previous squad in Pinata. And, um, you know, I'm particularly pleased about Kirsty Hansen. She's had a fantastic month at Manchester United. So she's, she's in as well after having an injury. So it's a strong squad again. And, you know, we need it because we've got two tough games coming up i phoned them all individually throughout lockdown, but it has been difficult, you know, it's very difficult because first and foremost, you know, the players belong to the club, so we just borrow them. But um, I had a call a couple of weeks ago with both Rachel and Kim, um, just to explain, obviously, the protocols and the guidelines of when they come into camp. But I've missed the players, you know, you want to play football and, you know, you mentioned the Cyprus and Albania games, but we had a successful Pinatar Cup as well and the team were absolutely flying, but... As I say, there's there's more important things going on in the world than football right now, and we have to be mindful of that. But I'm really excited about the upcoming games and seeing the squad in the flesh again.
0: Um, so Campbell, big squad. Um, obviously, there are reasons to cover for lots of eventualities in the next couple of weeks. But what were your initial thoughts when you saw the squad come out this morning?
1: It's just strange, kind like of to see a, a squad back again after it had been so long. But as you can see some names back, like to Kim Little, um, that missed, obviously the Penitentiary Cup way back in March when Scotland last played there's a few names they missing a couple through injury and things but on the whole it's a squad that certainly has a lot of quality and hopefully they'll be able to continue the good form they've shown when they have been playing when it comes to the um, qualifiers against Albania and Finland but there's, there's definitely a lot of players in there that are impressive and hopefully so they can continue some of their good form into these um, international qualifiers.
0: Yeah, so Chloe Arthur, Jen Beattie, Kim Little all back into the squad um, after injuries or selection. Um, Lisa Evans out, which is unfortunate because I think she had just had a good run of form, Campbell, in terms of Arsenal. I think she's getting pushed a little bit further up the park. She scored a hat trick the other week as well. Um, And also Amy Rieu comes out from the Pinnacle Cup squad and Hayley Lauder as well. But it's fairly fairly settled, Campbell. Is that that a good thing to see in terms of the dynamic going forward? Uh, We've got I think probably quite a good nucleus of players. Um, and it's interesting to see something that I feel like for the first time, I feel like I could have had a good stab at predicting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the fact that they're, you're getting the same sort of players there and they can understand each other's game a lot better when they're all playing, it just makes it easier for everyone to sort of come together as a group. It's good to see, as you're saying, when you get some new names come in. We've seen the likes of Martha Thomas, Kirsty Hansen in, um, in recent international windows. But to see the majority of that squad, because we're saying being there together, we know what sort of quality they've got. A lot of them were at the World Cup last year and all coming together again. It's certainly um it's good, I think, that they can all they can be that close knit and that can then hopefully show when they get onto the park as well.
0: Yeah, I mean I was going to ask you that because obviously we've got players such as uh, Rachel Corson, Claire Emsley like, usually playing in the States, but just with the world situation as it is at the moment, they're on loan in the in the WSL. Um do you think that helps? And then obviously we've got a kind of group of players who I performing really well at the moment. I think in particular Everton, if anybody follows me on Twitter, we'll know I'm a bit of an Everton mark. But um, Lucy Graham and Claire Emsley are having a really strong start to the season as, as they kind of try and break into that top top
1: three. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, like um, Rachel Cossie and Claire Emsley being in England now makes it easier to pick them with travel and obviously all this, the COVID stuff going on. But um, it's good as well that they're playing at that high level. We've seen a lot of big names coming across from America and the rest of the um, rest of Europe and the world um, into the WSL. And it's a league that is obviously going ahead at the minute as well. So it means these players are getting more minutes under their belt ahead to the Nationals. Because obviously, I'm sure we'll get to later on, the SP- SWPL players only have had the one league game before that. So for the WSL players to be coming across, it means the likes of etc. again, are playing. And I think that can only be a good thing for the National side.
0: Um, was, there, was there any surprises? I know I've said it's a fairly settled squad, but was there any surprises for you in terms of uh, players maybe
1: in or players maybe missing out? To be honest, no, I don't think there was. I mean, obviously, there's it's a bigger squad, as we're saying, there's maybe a few more names in there, but there's none you look at and would say, oh, there's one that maybe a wee bit surprised at. Obviously, a few players haven't played, No, you know, Memphis hasn't played yet for West Ham this season, but as a player that we know and scored goals and knows where the net is, so uh, there's not really too many surprises there. Fionn is missing out as well. Maybe Fiona Brown is playing but isn't in the squad. It's perhaps surprising, but I think overall a whole it's, it's a solid side and there's not really too much there that you can see Shelley having too many problems with.
0: Do you think that um, shelley has got a, a starting eleven in mind? I, I was interested to see, hear her talk about um, how, how much she kind of seemed to be rating the Albania side. Do you think that was just maybe the kind of classic head coach manager chat, kind of making sure that Nobody gets carried away and looks past what is a, a what is a home game against Albania we would expect to win uh, ahead to that that massive game that way to Finland in Helsinki.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's also not going to come out and say they are a side that aren't great. I mean, obviously, we know Scotland, they're, they're higher up the rankings in them. We've beaten them before in qualifiers, and it's a game, really, Scotland should be targeting to get all three points in. But, um, yeah, it's obviously once you're saying she kind of has to come out and rate them as a side. In terms of a living, I think she'll, she'll probably quietly know herself. But just looking through the list here beside me, there's there are so many good good players in that squad that it would be tough to know straight away who you're living. are. There's, there's some. So imagine the likes of Rachel Carty, Alexander, Kim Little would be staying there. But it's definitely one which you'll have plenty of options. I think again that can only be a good thing. It's you're wanting competition for places. The players know they're not guaranteed um, a, start in 11, a start, spot in the starting 11 every single time. They're going to work harder and hopefully you'll see that when again Hopefully, see it once it um, comes to the actual games going ahead.
0: Yeah, um, we'll see that game on a Friday night at Ten Castle against Albania Half Seven. But we'll talk about that in the future. Um, obviously, we are leading the line and we've got a very keen interest in the SWPL. What I originally had in here was nonsense. What I actually asked Shelley was, did she have any concerns about the fact that SWPL sides won't have played many competitive games? Here's what she had to say.
2: It's not ideal, um, but it's it's a challenge that obviously has been posed to us because the league doesn't start up. That's no one's fault. We have to deal with it. Um, but it's one of the reasons why we've taken an extra couple of players because we know that there's a vulnerability within the players, and always at the forefront is their you know, health, well-being as well. Um, even down in England, you know, the games are crammed in now. So and, and you see it in the men's squad as well. They've actually included extra players because we know that the players might be susceptible to injuries. Um, so, of course, it's a concern. But, you know, I base my kind of squad selection on how the players done in the Pinatar Cup. That's what you can judge it on, as well as obviously looking at the players that are um, playing in a competitive environment right now. But of course, it is a concern that they will only have one game before they come into camp. We've had to factor everything in. I think um, from a performance perspective, we've had to look more extensively and gather in data. So in terms of even friendly games, how many minutes the players have played um, how long they've been injury free. You know, we've we've taken a really scientific approach to things because we need that and we need as much data as possible for the players coming into camp. but in terms of the overall decision, you know, it's, it's always down to performance. And I've had to base that on, obviously, previous games, as well as look, at obviously, the other players in other countries in terms of their match minutes and how they're performing. So a whole host of things. Um, but I have to, um, you know, pay credit to the support staff that I've got done because... The last couple of months, they've been working extensively to provide, you know, all the kind of physical data that you know any head coach requires to make a selection.
0: Yeah, Campbell. So uh, seven SWL SWPL, SWPL is incredible. How long have we, we've been doing this over a year now, and I still cannot get the acronym right first time. <laughs> seven SWPL players in the squad: um, Rachel Ballett, Hibbs, a Rangers a trio of Nicola Doherty, Jennifer Fife, and Lizzie Arnott. Um, And then we have Leanne Creighton, Sam Kerr and Lee Alexander from Glasgow City. Uh, We've always talked about this before. It's good to have a strong representation from the league, but obviously, um, as as I can ask Shelley herself, there's only going to be one game for these players. Um, It's going to be tough if if they kind of come into this and a little bit undercooked, even against Albania.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Glasgow City 3 obviously had the Champions League in August, but it's it's still a long gap between then and these qualifiers going ahead. So I mean, it's it's going to be hard. But see, so they're all back training and with the league coming up, hope for that one game will help them. I know they've been playing friendlies and things, so their fitness shouldn't be too bad. Players as we know anyway, but it'll make a difference. You'll see probably you what know, the fresher legs um, will be in. Perhaps the uh, the English based players that are there, they've been playing. They'll have that the Scottish based players won't, but. Again, they're all, good. they're all good players and they'll sort of they'll know how hard they need to work and how they'll get on. And I think overall, when you look at them, they should still be performing at a good enough level. Maybe not get as many minutes as they like, especially as a bigger squad now, but it's, it shouldn't be too much of a problem for them, I don't think, when it comes to the Albania game.
0: Yeah, and I think probably what's interesting for me, and I'm interested to get your take, is how she balances that, because on the one hand, we have the SWPL players who... Well, I've only played one competitive game. Of course, finals have been going on, um, as we know. The first competitive game is out on Sunday, the 18th of October. But on the flip side of that, the WSL players this week that we're we recording are playing three games in a week. So do you think that actually we may see two different lineups, or do you think she's going to be planning it game by game or because of the situation, she's just as kind of got to call it as close to kick-off as possible?
1: It will come down, obviously, who looks the fitter in training and who feels that they're ready. Um, as i have seen... Things in football recently, a lot could obviously change. So, Shirley won't want to get too far ahead of herself. But if she's going to make changes, perhaps you'll see more for the Albania game than Finland. Obviously, Finland you're looking at it as one of the tougher ties in the group. So, you may see some strong team there. But I don't think she'll make too many changes. Maybe able to make changes in the games. It all depends how well they're going as well. But it'll be it's just simply going to, it's going to come down to who looks the fitter. I'm just saying, English players, some of them playing three games this week. But again, having missed out for so long, they all just sort to of be glad to be back playing football again. So it's it's one that could go either way. But I think Shelley has certainly got a headache for who she's going to pick. But it's a good headache to have. And I don't think it should make too much difference.
0: Yeah. And I suppose uh, the last question, it's just good to, as, as we said at the start, to be able to talk about women's football and some games coming. And we'll obviously be doing that next week ahead of this WSWD, maybe, the SWPL coming back. Um, but... Uh, it, I suppose it's a little tinge because obviously it looks like there won't be any fans in the ground. It's uh, it's not a momentum killer, I don't think, but how important is it to get a couple of good results given how well the year started with the victory at the Pinnataar Cup and obviously the momentum from the World Cup, even though it didn't end how we wanted it to? Um, how important do you think it is getting two positive results at these next two games? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, obviously,
1: you're you want to qualify for the big tournaments. They have done for the last two, and they want to make that three in a row. Especially it just been um, just across the border in England, a lot of the players are just in a plane down there, so it means a lot for them to be there as well. And it's the two games. Obviously, they're never getting an easy game, but they want to win both, and they'll look to win both. Um, Albania at home, should be winning as we were beating them before. Um, Finland, though, it's as I have said it's a tough game going away to them. You would maybe take a point, but. Scotland will be going there hoping to win. As you say, they have beaten some good teams at the Punitar Cup, at the World Cup, they'll be hoping to go out here and um and beat them. So it's it's tough, but I think we should be able to pick up the three points in both games and hopefully we can see Scotland push forward with a positive um attitude behind the women's team continue.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um and as you said, big squad, but there's lots of players. I think the likes of Lana and Christy Grimshaw, um, I asked a leading question, didn't get quite a leading answer, but I think If they maybe weren't playing Italy, it may have made it easier for them to get in the squad. And obviously there's still WSL and SWPL players that that could come in, should the worst happen in any case. But I think for now, it was just a wee catch-up on the squad. We'll talk more about the games a little bit closer to the time. Um, But for now, Campbell, thanks very much for coming on and having a quick chat about the squad. Cheers again. Um, Thanks very much for listening. As I said, we'll have some preview podcasts ahead of the new season out next week. Touch wood and all that. Um, And we've got a couple of player interviews lined up as well. So they'll all hopefully go out next week as long as all the things you're juggling can get done. But for now, thanks very much for listening. Please tell your friends. We're back for a new season. We're absolutely buzzing. Um, And until next time, stay safe. And we'll speak again soon.